0: Trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort
1: Whoops, I completely forgot that I left that um down below, so it came out a bit quiet there for a second. But yes, welcome back to another week of the Topical Resort and as always I'm your host Viper, although we'll get into introductions in just a brief bit. For now, gonna be talking briefly about what we're gonna be talking about today, which by the way is Commodore sixty-four. Yeah. This has been requested for absolutely ages, as I'll get into it in a second, but as for now, after months after months of persistence and countless requests, we're finally getting around to do an episode which I've, which I've been asked to do since the very start of the show. So, today on the Topical Resort, at the request of Jamie64326, we'll be taking a look at Sega's lineup of games on the Commodore 64, and what other track could we start with except for the absolute Radio Sega classic. So, of course, here's Wilderness from the Commodore 64 version of Golden Axe, right here on Radio Sega. Once again, welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. I, as always, am your host, Green Vaporate, and for the next two hours, we're going to be playing you the best music from Sega's lineup on the Commodore 64. So, as always, you know, we started you off, or as always, <laughs> we started you off with a uh, double bill of Jerome Taylor, who, if you've been around Radio Sega for long enough, you do, you do not need any introduction to his work, because... He's just an absolute god around these parts, uh, par- thanks in part to Jamie64326, who's basically glorified him at this point. But anyway, we started off with uh, an absolute Radio Sega classic as well, it's in the chart most weeks, down- once again down to Jamie. But we don't mind too much, because it is a pretty good tune, and I think it's everyone's favourite version of this track. So, from Golden Axe, Commodore 64 version, that was Wilderness. And after that, from Hot Rod, uh, Commodore 64 version, was the main theme. That's one thing you're going to be noticing a lot tonight. Um, there are no original Sega games, or at least as far as I know, for the Commodore 64. All of them are ports from other um, are ports from arcades or ports from consoles and that sort of stuff. You know, they didn't really make any original games because it wasn't their platform. But you know, they saw the opportunity to milk a cash cow and they went for it and made their own. You know, they made their own games. But yeah, um, so, I mean, I guess, if you want to come and chat about the Commodore 64 at any point today, feel free to join us in our Discord server, slash discord or you can send us a message on Twitter at Radio Sega. You've got plenty of places that you can, you know, talk to us. You can also talk to us on Facebook if you want to, although I'm probably less likely to read it there, because Facebook doesn't like to work on my PC at the same time that I'm doing... um, (laughs) At the same time I have all the software open, it doesn't seem to like running Facebook. I don't know. It's just a complete CPU hog. It does not like it. But uh, ironically, um, even though James Six Four Three Two Six actually requested this episode, he's unable to be here for the um, you know the first sort of hour of this episode. So you know, really glad, really glad we did this episode this week, guys. Of course, I'm joking because you know real life commitments are more important. But you know, anyway, we're going to be playing you the best um, Commodore 64 music for the next two hours. And, um, yeah, as I said, for the most part, it's all ports from, you know, arcade or console games. So, there's quite a lot of tracks that you'll probably recognize because they, they obviously ported, um, the more popular of their lineup but rather than porting something obscure. So, you know, we're gonna have a lot of familiar tracks. You know, you're gonna have your standard sort of 80s Sega affair. You know, you're gonna have your, um, Space Harrier, your Outrun, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, just be grateful because for the first time in, uh, Topical Resort's history, there will not be Sonic music on this episode. Um, because, obviously, Sonic the Hedgehog wasn't released on the Commodore 64. Because, um, actually, fun fact, Sonic was actually meant to be released on the Commodore 64. So let me just see if I can find this. Um, I think it was the Commodore 64, wasn't it? Uh, let's have a look. Sonic. Uh, I need to fact check this, but like I believe this was a thing okay yeah it was actually so um at one point us gold who are um sort of notorious if you know your commodore 64 or you know your like 80s home computers it was sort of notorious for making you know shoddy ports as most publishers did at that time but um at one point they were um actually planning to develop a version of sonic for home computers including the commodore 64 and um it's been actually advertised it is in a few magazine screenshots and it was also on some other platforms, I believe. Um, it was obviously... I think the most well-known of these cancelled versions of Sonic 1 is the um, 64 version. Um, I think it's this one. Yeah, okay, it is this one. I will post this in the Discord for all of you to see. But yeah, just be thankful that there's no um, there's no Sonic music on this... Sh- oh. 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 Yes, it's time to get into another music break, and um, after the music break we'll be back with hasty history, going through the history of the Commodore 64 as quickly as possible, but for now I'm going to leave you with a remix, so, by Dwayne Bakewell, this is Green Hill Zone, the Commodore 64 remix.
0: on Radio SEGA. request resort send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at radio sega or the green viper 8 or send it in a discord dm to green viper 8 through our discord server at RadioSE.ga forward slash discord tasty history
1: and welcome back to the top resort right here on radio sega what you just heard there was well, from the Commodore 64 version of Space Harrier. That was the main theme of the game. Obviously, we all know that one. It's a, you know, it's a pretty well-known tune within the Sega community because of how well-known Space Harrier is just in general as a game. And for that was a remix by Dwayne Bakewell, and that was a Green Hill remix, or a obviously a SID chip remix of the Green Hill Zone theme that we all have come to know and love, and some of us hate because of how much we heard it. But, you know, it's very cool to hear a rendition of that on a uh, you know amazing piece of hardware, I guess. So, anyway, we're going to be getting into uh, the hasty history now. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's where we go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as we possibly can. That's because, you know, we just... We want to get through it as quick as possible. No, but uh, mainly it's to avoid you getting bored. Because you don't want to get bored when you listen to a radio show, you know. It's boring, quite obviously, yes. But um, obviously we're going to be going over the history of the Commodore 64 because what else would we go over the history of except for the console? Console the computer that we're talking about? (laughs) So uh, the... the computer... Okay, let's try that again after I've had a drink of course. Okay, let's try that again. So the Commodore 64, it was first shown off in January of 1982 at um, obviously trade shows and the sort. And that was where people first got their first glimpse of the console. However, it was released in August of 1982, which is, um... August is quite a strange date to release it, in my opinion. And there's nothing wrong with August, it's a great month, but it's... Most places release their stuff around Christmas time, obviously, to, you know, get the Christmas rush. And, you know, people are more likely to buy it around Christmas. So I find it a bit strange it was released in August, but there we go, yeah, released in August in 1982, it sold between 10 and 17 million units worldwide, This, this high number might be because Commodore had a marketing tactic of selling the Commodore 64 in regular stores rather than specialist stores such as computer stores or hardware stores, making it more appealing to regular customers who perhaps aren't more technical or at least on the technical side. We've also got the fact that it has the record for the best-selling computer model of all time. It sold better than any other model, you know, because obviously nowadays there's so many models to choose from. But you know, back then, you know, you had you had specific models. You're not know, you mix and match PCs that you sort of had to have today. And um, the computer lasted up until April 1994. Well, it was only discontinued because it was succeeded by the Commodore 128, a a computer which was much less successful and, honestly, much less memorable than, um, obviously the classic Commodore 64. Obviously, if you have, you know, any, um... If you have any any other facts you'd like to add to that, um, hasty history, then be sure to send us a message on Discord. You you know the Discord address because I just gave it to you. Or you can send it to us on Twitter, at RadioSega, and... All those places you can talk to us throughout the show and perhaps tell us, tell me what I'm doing wrong, obviously, because you're going to enjoy correcting me. But, um, yeah, no, you you can tell me, like, everything that, everything you know about the Commodore 64, because that's what I want to know. I, I y- You can listen to me ramble for so long, but at the end of the day, it's down to you and what you know about the Commodore 64, and that will influence what I know, because this is a learning experience for me because I don't really know too much about the Commodore 64 because obviously it was before my time, that sort of stuff and I just haven't really ever had the chance to mess with it. I did actually mean to mess with it for the past few nights because um, because I originally wanted to do a topical pre-resort on the Commodore 64 games. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a Twitch series that I do where I play the games that I'll be talking about on topical resort. I wanted to do that, but I didn't have time to do it this week. And I've never really had a chance to mess around with it like before then. So it's just sort of one of those things where, you know, the facts that I read and the stuff that you give me is basically all my opinion here. All I know all I know is the music. <laughs> and it has some damn good music. Like we got some real bopping tunes for you tonight. Speaking of which, up next is the Request Resort. Now for those of you who don't know what the Request Resort is, it's where you send in uh, music that you want to hear relating to the topic of the episode. And then I will play it for you. You know, we have a handy list over on our Twitter, which I just linked to you. Or if you are in our Discord, I will link you this list. So, let's link it here. So, that's all the games you can uh, request from this week. There's also some more stuff. Like, if you want to hit any other Commodore 64 music that isn't Sega, perhaps, I might be able to sneak that on for you. Who knows? But, um, yeah, you got all all those like, lovely selection of great Sega games, although they're not especially great ports. I was laughing that I wasn't born when the Commodore 64 was released, but I don't think most of the people in this chat room were born when the Commodore 64 was released. I mean, it, you know, it's not especially... Um, it, it sounds quite young, but... Uh, it, yeah, it sounds quite young, but honestly it's... Th- what? 30 years old now? it... yeah the Commodore 64 is around 30... it is yes... 35... 35... 35th Anniversary! Wow okay... but yeah obviously you know not everyone's gonna be around for it and yes obviously Aya's laughing about the Dreamcast launch ha 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 ha! I didn't ask when I was born Aya it just sort of happened... so yeah um while I wait for some requests to come in I mean I guess um... I'm going to stall for time because I barely have any requests Um, I'm going to check the Facebook page for requests as well because also um, you can also send in the requests through um, a few different places not only can you send it in through Twitter and Discord to be more specific you can send it in through at Radio Sega at Topic Resort at TheGreenViper8 on Twitter Uh, Radio SE.GF4 Discord send me a private message I am Viper 8 over there go on to Facebook at at radio sega and from there you can um you can just send us a reply to the uh, post saying what you'd like to hear you can send us an email top or at i will check that now actually because i haven't checked that yet today so you've also got that and you can also send me a private message on radio sega and greenvaporate over on the forums go and give me a private message there If you don't have an account on Discord or Twitter or anything else and you want to, you know, you still want to join in and request some music, I got you, don't worry. Um, It has actually logged me out of my uh, Topical Resort Gmail, so uh, let's re-log back into that. Because otherwise it would be a bad idea. I think that's the password. Oh, no, I need to do a verification. I'll do that in a second. I'll do a verification, you know, when we're off the air, perhaps, because... Or else I'd have, you know, or else I'd just be rambling on once again, like I am right now, while I wait for requests. Please. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I beg you. No, we we have got some stuff on, but I just want to make sure that, you know, everyone who wants to put some stuff on has, uh, you know, obviously got their opportunity to have been given plenty of time. And if not, you can still actually send it in during the music block, so, um... You know, you go ahead and do that if you still want to hear some music. But I think we're officially going to get into the block now because we have been waiting for a while and I'm not sure if anyone else is going to be sending anything in. So, um, from Outrun Europe, which is an early version of Outrun Europa as far as I know, as requested by Jamie64326, this is Passing Breeze from Outrun Europe, early version Commodore 64. Yeah, it's a title that rolls off the tongue, you know. Anyway, we'll be back on the Topical Resort and we'll be talking about the games that were released under Commodore 64 by Sega after the break. But for now, enjoy the music.
2: Topical
0: Resort, only on Radio Sega.
1: Welcome back to the Topcore Resort right here on Radio Sega That wasn't meant to happen because I definitely Put a track up just to play then But apparently it didn't play So, uh, whoops Uh, Jamie asked if i played Green Hill yet Yes I have played Green Hill I played it about, um About ten minutes ago probably Yeah but, um, another track was meant to play there But, um, it didn't play for some reason It, It skipped it and just went to this track Instead so I guess we're back here now so that was a rather short request resort block this week because no one actually wanted to request anything <laughs> which is quite awkward. Um the thing about this week's request resort is quite a few people actually did try to request but they requested music that I already had on the lineup. For example, um I know Lost Impact requested Wilderness which is obviously the first track we played and I know I need Fruit who we haven't seen in ages. Requested the title theme from Turbo Outrun, which is actually Magical Sound Chow, which we're going to be playing a bit later on in the show. And I also know somebody requested on Twitter um, a track from Bonanza Bros, which I'm actually going to be playing a bit later on as well. So it's just sort of everyone's, everyone's requesting, um, everyone's requesting tracks which I've already played, which is a bit awkward because then I have nothing to play on the request resort block. But uh, what you just heard there was from Galaxy Force, the Commodore 64 version, that was Beyond the Galaxy, as requested by myself. For that from Quartet, the Commodore 64 version, that was FM Funk, also requested by myself. And the first track of the block was from OutRun Europe, which is an early version of OutRun Europa, also for the Commodore 64. That was Passing Breeze, an absolute tune if I do say so myself. All of those are absolute tunes you know, you've got all this great music to be able to listen to, and you've got, you know, you've got me, who's obviously bogging down the experience. Of course, I'm joking. Uh, I, I don't hate myself that much, hopefully. But what we're going to be doing now <laughs> is <laughs> we're going to be talking about the games on the request resort list. That's a bit awkward, because I haven't actually played any of the games on the request resort list. So instead, I'm going to be going based off the versions of the games that I have played. So, gonna be doing that right now. But first, I'm gonna check if someone if they actually responded back to me on Twitter. Uh, they didn't. Okay, um, good to know. So, the first one is Action Fighter for the Commodore sixty four, which I haven't played, and I haven't played any other ports of it, so I have absolutely no idea. Afterburner, obviously, I played Afterburner. Who hasn't played this absolute Sega classic? You know, um, it's a pretty fun game. Actually, I- I'm awful at it. But, you know, it is a fun game, definitely. I'd recommend it to, you know, any Sega fan, because it's obviously one of the biggest Sega franchises, and it's it's a fun game as well. Always helps. Great music, fun game overall. I'd highly recommend. You play Afterburner, no matter what version it is, no matter if it's 1, 2, 3. No matter if it's, you know, Black Falcon, no matter if it's Climax. You know, just play Afterburner. You, you won't regret it. Alien Storm. I actually don't really know too much about Alien Storm. Altered Beast. Pretty good game. I'm also think of it as mediocre because it's one of those games that doesn't live up to the hype that surrounds it. Like everyone loves Altered Beast, then you play it and it's like eh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, Bonanza Bros. Now, this is actually I did play a lot of. Um, back when I first got my Xbox 360, the first game I got with it was the Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection, also known as Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection for you, uh, you Americans out there. But yeah, I got that game. And I think, aside from the obviously the classic Sonic games, the game that I played the most was Bonanza Bros, or at least the original version of Bonanza Bros, I didn't play the Commodore 64 version. But yeah, I, I honestly really enjoy Bonanza Bros, I think it's a really fun game. Um, obviously it's an arcade style game, as most of the games we'll be talking about are arcade styled, obviously. Um, but it is a very fun sort of rack-up-the-points style game, which I'd highly recommend to people. Jamie asked if I played some Jeron Tell yet. Yes, we played uh, an entire block right at the beginning of Jeron Tell. We played um, Golden Axe, and then we played some Hot Rod. So, and we're gonna have a bit of Jeron Tell a bit later on. We're saving him towards the end, you know, save the best till last, and all that sort of stuff. Um, let's see what else we got. We have Crackdown. Don't really know too much about it. Dynamite Ducks. I hear awful things about Dynamite Ducks. <laughs> the music sounds awful. The gameplay is apparently even worse. Um, definitely give Dynamite Ducks a miss, even if it was people claim that it was like the start of um, being the Dynamite from um, the Sonic series I I just don't even play it Enduro Racer, don't really know too much about Frogger, absolutely classic arcade game everyone knows Frogger Uh, I think I actually played this one I I think this is one of the rare Commodore 64 games that I actually did play I think I played this at the uh, I'm trying to remember where it was now, uh I think it was the Computing Museum in Cambridge I believe I played this one because they had Frogger there and I remember thinking Oh, they, Sega made this, that's pretty cool But yeah, Frogger, obviously it's a bit difficult to mess up an absolute classic of a game And I'm speaking very strangely tonight Because I am sometimes increasing the volume Of my words mid-sentence So, um, anyway, <laughs> we have after that we have Galaxy Force 2 Let's get an absolute Sega classic um I don't know anything about the Commodore sixty four version, but I played the uh, Sega 3D Classics version. You know, classic, that's my new favourite word in this show. But I played the uh Sega 3D um, Sega 3D good games we're gonna call this collection now, because I don't want to say the word classic again. Um yeah, Galaxy Force 2, good game. Pick it up on Sega 3D Classics, I don't know about the um I don't know about the Commodore 64 version, maybe emulate it. Actually, that's what I'm going to say with all these games, emulate them to decide whether you like them first. Golden Axe, I don't really know too much about the Commodore 64 port aside from the great music. Um, Golden Axe is a pretty fun game, and I don't know too much about the Commodore 64 version as I said, but I think it's quite a downgrade from what I roughly remember hearing. Hot Rod, I basically know nothing about this game except for the fact that it's a racer and has good music on the Commodore 64 version you know, definitely emulate that one. Or, or, you know, grab the .sid file so you can listen to the music in high quality. All that good stuff. Outrun. I know this is a horrible port. Um, I haven't played the game. I've read many horror stories about the Commodore 64 version of Outrun. As well as Outrun Europa Slightly. I heard a few terrible things about that one, but mainly... Outrun. Outrun got a horrible sort of rap for how just bad it was. So I, I apologise back in the day if you bought Outrun for the Commodore 64 and you regret it. it's Even the music's not that big of a saving grace. The music's just sort of okay. There is a certain Outrun on the Commodore 64, however, that has amazing music that we'll be getting to in a bit. Outrun Europa. Um, don't really know too much about Outrun Europa, except I don't hear the best things about that one either. Out outrun Europa early version. I don't know anything about that. Power Drift. Uh, Power Drift. Uh, I played this one on Sega 3D. Good games as well, and uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It's quite a fun game, honestly. Uh, once again, don't know about the Commodore 64 version uh, as I don't with many of these games on this list. But knowing the Commodore 64's quality of quite a few of the games, excluding some, because some, there were some good games on the Commodore 64, but the general quality was quite shoddy for most games. I imagine like most of these ports of arcade games onto you know hardware that can barely run it, I imagine it will be the same case for most of them. Um, Quartet. I find Quartet quite a fun game normally. In fact, I've been emulating it quite a bit lately because I find it quite fun. Uh, but the Commodore 64 version, once again, I know nothing about it except the main theme, aka, like, you know, the thing that everyone thinks about with Quartet, the amazing, the amazing, great main theme of the game, sounds dreadful in the Commodore 64. That's why we played FM Funk instead of, um,. ...instead of the main theme, because it, it just does not sound nice at all. Maybe give that one a miss and play the original arcade version instead. Scramble Spirits, don't know anything about it. Shadow Dancer. Uh, I know a bit about Shadow Dancer. It's quite a good game from what I remember playing of it, but I don't know anything about it. Once again, the Commodore 64 version, because uh, I, <laughs> I haven't had the opportunity to play any of these games. So, you know, uh, I'm just basically going off what I've heard from other people... Uh, Shinobi, obviously Shinobi is an absolute classic of a game Maybe played the arcade version of the Commodore 64 version Sonic Boom, do not know anything about Sonic Boom Space Harrier, um, a pretty shoddy port from what I hear The great, original is great though, so uh, maybe stick to that one, same with Space Harrier 2 Super Hang-On, pretty much the same with that one Obviously Space Harrier 1, Space Harrier 2 and Super Hang-On have great music on the Commodore 64 Check that out Same with Super Monaco GP, some great songs there Thunderblade. Don't really know too much about Thunderblade. All the do way do with Time Scammer, Time Scammer, <laughs> and that's what I get on my email on the of Resort email. Not um, not video games. Uh, Turbo Outrun. I know quite a bit about this game because Turbo Outrun was actually decent compared to the other Outrun games on the uh, on the computer. Uh, Turbo Outrun obviously has the amazing Drone Tail soundtrack, and that's the name you'll be getting familiar with throughout the show because Drone Tail is an absolute god when it comes to the Sid ship. But indeed, um, Turbo Outrun, maybe check it out over the other two Outrun games on the console because I think it is a lot better. Wonder Boy and Wonder Boy and Monster Land, um they're pretty good games on their respective consoles. I don't know anything about them on the Commodore 64 though. The music was pretty good from what I heard, as I'll be saying on most of the games tonight. Um, don't really know too much about the games but Wonder Boy is normally pretty good so you've got a pretty good chance of um, you've got a pretty good chance of actually being able to um, enjoy yourself Jamie says at least it's not outrun on the ZX Spectrum oh god I forgot about that and he also asked me to play the main theme of quartet um no honestly I would never play the main theme of quartet Because I I don't really hate you that much, because I'm not really that inhumane of a person, am I? Oh yes, yes I am. So um, yeah, um, this exists, enjoy this for a bit before I get bored. Oh god! What did they do to you? (laughs) One of my favorite, one of my absolute favorite Sega themes. Like, it's it's probably tied for number one along with Tempted Papaya and maybe Kokoro Scan. But uh, like, one of my absolute favorite Sega themes just absolutely butchered. (laughs) This is such an inhumane thing to do. So I apologise, and I'm going to bring you back over to here because that is a much nicer song to listen to than the uh, (laughs) the horrible main theme of Commodore 64 version of Portet. Oh dear oh, What a dreadful version it, The good version of Quartet Yeah The good version Yeah Oh So anyway um, I'm going to play you some more music And I'm actually going to play you a request From someone on Twitter Because they actually got back in their requests So we'll be doing that Right about now So um, where is it Uh, there we go, okay, so, we are going to be playing, we're going to be starting off the block with a request from a, um, listener on Twitter who goes by the Twitter handle, at Roy, Squ- at Roy Squad, at Roy Squad Rocks, that's just not a tongue twister at all, um, yeah, they requested Bonanza Gogo from the bonanza bros on the commodore 64 because i couldn't fit it in because they didn't reply to me in time to get it in the request resort block going to be playing that now and after that we got a few more tracks and then we'll be getting back with the topical thesis which i'll explain to you a bit if you don't know what that is after the break but for now enjoy the music Yes, welcome back to the Topical Resort, it's that time of the show where I forgot to post a tweet on Twitter so you get to hear me lovely, the lovely typing of my keyboard, but that's in just a second after I tell you what I played. So, from Super Hang On, the Commodore 64 version, that was Sunset Rider. Before that, from Power Drift, the Commodore 64 version, that was Poker Face, obviously, you know, not the, uh the pop song of the same name and before that from bonanza bros the commodore 64 version that was bonanza go go as requested by uh Ro- and the, 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 roy squad rocks i believe i got that right this time whoa okay someone retweeted like seven things at a time <laughs> that's a bit weird uh yeah roy squad rocks on twitter as requested by them um now it's time for the topical thesis and for those of you who do not know what the topical thesis is it's where i take an opinion that i've come up with what I've heard from around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it. I give 3 points for 3 points against, and then come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with the statement. And of course, there's the opportunity for then you guys to uh, agree or disagree with the opinion at home, and I will read out your opinions and, you know, sort of talk about, you know, what you perhaps think, and why it may contrast to mine. Jamie, you asked, I wonder how many people are tuning in to such a wonderful topic. Well, uh, judging by the empty Discord chat, uh, quite a lot of people, but no, a lot of people are maybe just Maybe might just be lurking. I keep going wigs. i I still got indigestion. I apologise. I basically ate my dinner like about 10 minutes before I came on the air. Um, Yeah. Uh, Maybe just people are lurking, which is fine. We love the lurkers, you know. Just listening in. Don't want to chat. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we've all got to do that. And also maybe some people might be listening to the podcast instead you know, sometimes we have all got to just listen in while we're playing games, or just chill out, you know, you don't want to always want to have to talk and be on high maintenance mode on a Friday night, do you? No. But anyway, um, after... after I post this on Twitter, I will actually get round to telling you what the Topical Thesis is. So, um... I think this is a hashtag. I say because I don't know. <laughs> okay, there we go. We got that one out of the way. So, um, with that in mind... Today's couple Thesis is... Should more homebrew slash indie titles be created for the Commodore 64? Because, you know, quite a lot of other consoles slash uh, computers get a lot of indie titles, but the Commodore 64 gets some, but does it get enough love, is my question for you guys today. So that's what I'm going to be starting off with my 3.4 as to why more homebrew and indie titles should be created for the Commodore 64. Like most consoles, Commodore 64... Like, the, like most consoles which have an indie following, Commodore 64 still has a following who are willing to purchase new games. In fact, the Commodore 64 actually has quite a loyal following in that, um, we'll be getting into that in a second. But yeah, it has a following who want to purchase new games because, you know, I think most of the people playing the Commodore 64 obviously at that age where, you know, they're all about in their 30s, 40s now. And, obviously, you know, they want to... They want to, A, relive the old memories, but B, they have a lot of disposable income, so they're more than happy to spend some of it on, you know, a new tape or a new disc to play, obviously, a new um, Commodore 64 game. Whether that be official or not, it's still, you know, at the end of the day, they're still paying for a brand new Commodore 64 game that they can experience. In fact, I do know that people do make indie titles, but it's just whether they should make more, you know, whether they should... You know, actually, you know, push is a mainstream thing, I think, really. Another point, four, is the Commodore 64 has quite a bit of notoriety compared to other consoles due to it being incredibly important within culture. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, it is um, the most po- the most popular and probably most recognisable um, computer model of all time. And obviously, um, as I heard earlier, quite a lot of people also have cultural beginning. Uh, cultural. They also have quite a lot of beginnings from this, as uh, Skyblaze42 mentioned. Uh, Skyblaze42, our show host of the Hidden Palace, as she mentioned a few days back, this the Commodore 64 was actually where she first learned to program. So you know, it has quite quite a lot of um, you know ties. It has quite a lot of ties, I guess, for the people who grew up with it. You know, it taught them quite a lot of stuff, which they still use today on much more modern machines. And that's especially, you know, and compared to at least other computers released at the time, I think it is especially clear um, that the Commodore 64 has the biggest following nowadays compared to the other computers. So from Maybe the Spectrum, the Spectrum has a pretty big following, but I don't think as much as the Commodore 64 does nowadays. And um, the obvious one, which I also mention whenever we talk about indie games, it can give attention to games which wouldn't get much attention on other platforms. You know, obviously, like, you know, your Xbox Ones, your PS4s, your PCs. If you can make made indie games on there, that you would not get noticed. If you made it on the Commodore 64, where like barely any games come out a year, you're gonna get a ton of recognition because people are gonna go all over the news. Oh my goodness, a new Commodore 64 game has been released! Everyone go and buy this, and obviously you now got a um, you now got a hit on your hands. And you know, obviously it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a hit on other consoles because just so much competition, so watered down with the market, you you wouldn't really stand out but yeah, it gives an opportunity to uh, indie devs to sell their game and obviously give attention to that said game however all things have points against them and this opinion certainly has its points so um, one point against is rather limited platform for game development Um, obviously due to it being an early 80's computer as with all early 80's computers as it's quite limited, especially compared to the consoles at the time, like the NES and the Sega Master System, it was quite limited in that regard, that was why the games were never up to snuff really with those uh, consoles. So with that in mind, in 2017, making a Commodore 64 game means you're really restraining yourself much like those devs were back in the day, to create a game. As if you perhaps made it for a um, higher spec machine in the 80's, like the Sega Master System or the NES you'd probably see the same sales while having less technological setbacks as you would on the Commodore 64. Another thing is it's starting to become harder to find a a Commodore 64 in working condition and therefore games will have less of an audience. The only people who really have Commodore 64s are the people who grew up with them and now they are sort of starting to fail on people because obviously they are 35 years old now and yeah, they probably weren't kept in the best condition back in the day so obviously they're all starting to... um, I'm saying obviously in um a lot. But obviously they are starting to decay. You know, that is something that's gonna happen after thirty five years. And obviously stop saying obviously <laughs> And uh yeah, people aren't really making the parts anymore for the um for the Commodore sixty four. They're not making replacement parts. So with less Commodore sixty fours working and less people being willing to buy new ones, it makes sense that sorry i'm trying i'm trying i'm not talking properly tonight it's because i'm trying to not say obviously and um now which is causing an issue because now i actually have to think about what i'm saying but yeah with less people creating parts of the commodore 64 and less people having them nowadays in working condition um there's going to be less of an audience for your game um, and also, games had to be downscaled to work on the Commodore 64, and so a completely new version of the game would have to be made if the game was planned to be multi-platform. Obviously, it's not like the Dreamcast, where um, with the Dreamcast you can release an indie game on there, and it will still be perfectly up to snuff to release it on PS4 and Xbox One, because, you know, it's not too much of a downgrade to go to the Dreamcast. But obviously here, that's not really an option, because <laughs> the Commodore 64 isn't even remotely on the same scale as the PS4 and Xbox One in terms of power, so you'd have to completely rework the game if you wanted it to be multi-platform and not just exclusive to the Commodore 64. So anyway, my conclusion. Although very small, there are some negatives to making homebrew slash indie titles for the Commodore 64. However, these complaints are very small, such as obviously production costs and maybe low sales, but since these complaints are so small, I believe that creating more homebrew and indie titles for the Commodore 64 is a great idea, and more developers should follow. So what's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places that you can get in your opinion on that opinion. You can send it through Twitter at RadioSega, at resort at The Vaporate. You can send it through Facebook at RadioSega. You can send it through Discord, radioac.ga 4 slash Discord. You can send it through an email, resort at gmail.com. You can send it through a private message on the RadioSega forums, I'm Vaporate. Or if you're feeling a bit old school, you can also send it through the IRC for some reason if you really want to do that. You know, I'm just giving you as many options as you possibly can. So that's radioec.g4irc. for some reason if you would ever want to do that. I don't know why you would want to do that, but there we go. <laughs> Octavia Fireball says, if I had a dollar for every time you said Commodore 64 on the show today. Yeah, um, well it's funny that I say the word of the um, thing that I'm going to be talking about a lot today, but obviously... You know, Commodore 64, Commodore 64, Commodore 64, Commodore. So anyway, that's enough of that. We're gonna, we're gonna change it up. We're now instead of gonna say Commodore 64, I'm gonna say C64. It's less easy to say, which is why I normally say that word beginning with C, followed by the uh, numerical pattern of 64, which I'm no longer going to be saying on this show. Uh, Jamie also says it's games from the C64 era that inspired newer games such as VVVVV. I actually really love VVVVV. It is a very fun game that I highly recommend you pick up on Steam. Or it, it used to be on 3DS, but it got taken down on the 3DS eShop because um, it was a backdoor for hacking on the 3DS. And they were like, yep, we're not going to keep this up. We're going to take VVVVVV down. So you can no longer play it on 3DS. But I think that's the only two places the game was ever released. Let me look it up. I think that was the only two places the game was ever released. Um. Oh no, it was released on quite a few platforms apparently. It was released on Windows, OS X, Linux, 3DS, Vita, PS4, iOS, Android, Ouya, and Open Pandora. I only ever knew that there was a 3DS version, honestly. Um, I wasn't aware there was a PS4 version. I might have to pick that up actually because I really do enjoy that game and I wouldn't mind having an excuse to play it again. Um, as I wait for responses on social media, I guess, you know, you could um, go ahead and just talk think about the Commodore 64. I said it again, C64 in the, uh, Discord because we're down for any conversation. Please. Any. Any conversation. Um, in the meantime, let's see what Facebook has to say. People always have a tendency on Facebook to, um, actually request stuff after the request result is over. Which is amazing. Um... I'm currently just looking up uh, the history of V actually, because it's quite interesting. Um, it obviously, yeah, released on based on Commodore sixty four games such as Jet Set Willy. Uh, Jet Set Willy is the obvious one because it look the character or the main character, the captain, looks quite a lot like um the characters from Jet Set Willy, so it makes sense that it was based on that. Um, Anyway, I think we're going to get into some more music, and then we'll be back with the uh, Discord call-in, where you can get in your opinions on the topic, and you can... Instead of having them read out live on air, you actually get to call into the show, and you can have your voice on the show, and you can say hi to your family, and all that sort of stuff, I guess, if you want to. But uh, we're going to have another track from the Commodore 64 version of Bonanza Brothers, because um, I actually planned to play this before um, there was a request for that version, so um, not my fault, I promise you. So... From the the C64 version of that game, this is Bonanza Allegi, right here on the Topical Resort.
0: An episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord
1: and welcome back who Top Resort on Radio Sega I'm currently choking, which is quite bad. But yes, this is now the only Discord call in where you can get a chance to have your say on the show because you can call into the show for using Discord, hence the name. You can join radioacc.gf4 discord, grab a microphone, join the chill out and from there you have a chance to be on the show. Um, I suspect that somebody will be attempting to join the chill out currently, and yes, I was absolutely correct. They did attempt to join the chill out. <laughs> you know who you are. So you may as well just turn your radio off now before I even have to ask you. Wink, wink, Nudge, nudge. What you just heard there was from Outrun. Yeah, um, Outrun. Because it's a meme. If you didn't get it, it's a Radio Sega classic meme. If you don't get it by now, uh, that was more specifically the US version of Outrun outrun for the C64. Okay, of course, it was Afterburner for the C64, and it was the US version of the main theme of Afterburner. And before that, from Bonanza Bros for the Commodore 64, that was Bonanza Allegi, a a track which I actually quite like. Uh, Obviously, I think pretty much every other track I prefer the original versions, but that's a pretty good Commodore 64 rendition of the classic Bonanza Bros track. Anyway, it is time to bring on a certain someone, so let's lower the volume here slightly. About there and we will drag them. We will drag them on. Hello, Jamie, and welcome to the show.
3: Hello, hello,
1: Jamie. What would you like to talk yeah. about today?
3: I'd like to talk about the Commodore 64. Oh wait, you're doing an old topic about that.
1: Yes, I'd like to talk about the Snes Mini actually today. Yes, so go right ahead. And talk about it now. <laughs> oh, oh.
3: So you were saying earlier, actually, was it Joe Tell God of Sidship Music? I may exaggerate, obviously, but he seemed like the only decent composer when it came to the Sega Conversions.
1: I think he was a it's great just... composer when it came to the Sega Conversions, actually. Like, compared to the other people who did music for the Sega games, he was actually, you know, very good, and he made some quite catchy stuff.
3: Well, yeah, you listen to the stuff like Bonanza blurs which we had earlier, and that just shows little to what the SID chip can do.
1: I sort of feel like some Mega Drive games though. It's like people sell the Mega Drive chip short, but that's because quite a lot of games didn't use it properly. Actually I find that with the GBA the most. I I'd like to talk to people um, who obviously like more techn- technologically, know, know a lot more about technology than me. And they were always like, "Oh, the GBA sound chip is awful," but I think it's just like the right game because there are some games on that console which use it amazingly, like, um, yeah, like the
3: S- Sonic Advance. That actually uses it pretty good.
1: Sonic Advance, and I mainly think it's Sonic Pinball Party. Like the remixes of, um like, there's quite a lot of Saturn remixes on there that sound actually really good because they go for their own thing oh. rather than trying to emulate something else.
3: I know it ch- it's trying to emulate something else, but what does use the GBA sound chip really good is Jet Set Radio very true actually
1: that it doesn't actually sound too compressed
3: it just shows what the uh, chip chip is capable of uh, doing very true
1: oh whoops okay
3: well, well yeah during the uh, C65 you know, it's like uh, Joe Until has worked on uh, one game that get, did get published by Sega on their consoles which, uh, which was Lemons
1: Lemmings, which was actually she has actually a pretty good soundtrack. we will actually be playing a bit of that in just a second.
3: Yeah, uh, he did the C sixty four part, but uh, talk about uh, going. We'll talk about going off topic from the uh, off Sega because to talk about the C sixty four, you can't really go into Sega much.
1: No, because they aside from the games they ported, and even then they didn't port the games. But aside from their games being on the console, it doesn't really have an awful lot to do with them.
3: Yeah, it's like, uh, to my knowledge, the longest sid chip music I've had. What was on a, on the actual game was uh, Tetris.
1: And how long was that?
3: Twenty six
1: minutes. Oh, only twenty six minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: just it's just short.
1: <laughs> it's quite a short song, really. Uh, we complain when there's like one minute tracks on this show sometimes, but no, I think we should. Uh, one day we will play <laughs> uh, this is a promise one day we will play the C64 version of Tetris in its entirety <laughs> I, I have a feeling that's also the day where I'll, where I'll probably you know get fired
3: <laughs> nah I'll just make a shirt just for that Like, so my show Tetris it's 26 minutes long and that's the entire shirt.
1: or every song is Tetris for the C64 you didn't think about
3: it like that did you that's
1: your point yeah no but like you said the the show was just 26 minutes of the Tetris music but what if every song was Tetris like every song break you obviously have to play two songs then (laughs) everyone would die by the end of it it'd be like a 24 hour marathon of just playing the same song
3: but yeah you did get some other good composers like uh, Rob Hubbard for example I'm playing
1: a bit of him later
3: yeah, uh, he did the likes of uh, Commander Skater Skater Die, which he actually sampled a guitar riff into the uh, to the uh, produced by the uh, Sid Chip. He uh, did a, played a bit of guitar, sampled it, and it actually played on the uh, loading screen music. <laughs> Interesting, I actually didn't know that. And uh, this is where the really good thing about him uh, comes from. He's from Hull.
1: He's awful, I hate him now, I changed my mind. Anyone from Hole is just automatically the devil.
3: And then it's like, uh, you and Terriar write some games outside the uh, C64, like uh, Robocop 3. A really terrible game with a fairly decent soundtrack. Which is true, because it wasn't uh,
1: Robocop.
3: I'll say produced the music first for the Nintendo, uh, for the original Nintendo, but then the C64 version came out and it just sounded a lot better. Even though the sound chip is actually inferior in places,
1: I think it's probably because he knew how to work with it a bit better. Uh, I'm actually going to look him up right now because I have a feeling we're going to be talking quite a bit about him today. Um, Let's see
3: here we go. Oh. What else was that? I can't, I'm not good at remembering names, name, so I need to look one game
1: up. The most recent thing you did was actually a mobile game, which is The A-Team. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> he worked on Big Brother The Game. Oh, dear. How desperate <laughs> you have to be to work on Big Brother The Game?
3: It was probably to tie him over with something else.
1: True. He wasn't really doing too much else at the time. I mean, after that, he did Slot Machine, which was a mobile game. He did a lot of mobile games around 2002 for some reason, then sort of disappeared for five years in uh, 2005 and then came back to do the A-Team and then just sort of disappeared again.
3: Another good composer is Chris uh, Huls- uh, Hulsbeck. I can't- I'm not good at pronouncing these German names. He did he did uh, Gianna Sisters and uh, Tulakun. Obviously,
1: two classic games for the uh, C64. Yeah,
3: Gianna Sisters, which is a copy of Super Mario Brothers. And is supposedly, from what I
1: hear, the most pirated game ever.
3: Yeah, and, even, and Nintendo even sued the developers.
1: <laughs> and obviously, now they're back, or the developers are back at. Is it the same developers nowadays?
3: No, the people de- developing are uh, Gianna sisters. Well, it's just for Twisted Dreams. Tw- Black Forest Games.
1: What did they do what before it, that series, I wonder?
3: Uh, well, uh... No, what, uh... What, the original developers?
1: No, uh... Well, why don't we go with both? <laughs> I guess uh, the I meant the, um, new developers, more so. The new
3: devel- The new developers is actually, like, uh... Is it actually an old developer that sort of Came back Um, It was the developers of Gianna Sisters On the uh, DS Which is also called uh, Well it's called Gianna Sisters DS And Gianna Sisters 2D Because when it got ported to the uh, Steam But I can't remember the developers Of that It was uh, was found out God it's hard finding wikipedia uh, Stuff on wikipedia while talking about it God, it's hard to find stuff on Wikipedia. Which was developed by Spellbound Interactive. I see. Um,
1: Uh, Hang on a second. (laughs) Oh, no, I was was a bit excited for a second. I (laughs) apologise. Go on. Sorry, I'll explain in a second. Why, what's up? I just noticed Jerome Tell had an artist page on an overclock remix but then unfortunately he didn't do anything it's just there because he obviously composed games
3: <laughs> he did remix it oh wait a minute yeah I was about to be like wait he did some remixes it's gonna be interesting oh, oh, oh. It, it, obviously he knew his way on the chip. I'm trying to think of other good composers I'm not good at remembering names I just listened to the music god damn it uh there was like there was like uh groups that were what were inspired by Sid Chip music, like uh was it Machine Supremacy who did the music for the new Genesis the game. I see.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just reading over Jerome Tell and um This is weird. He started composing he started composing music for um C sixty four games when he was just fourteen.
3: Oh con- yeah. I don't- I don't know how accurate
1: that is it might be true but yeah, um, it seems to have come from the horse's mouth is so it? yeah
3: it's like a person at the age
1: of 14 it's more so like that's not a weird thing but it's weird as in his music made it into like big budget titles and he was making that when he's 14 so you know dream big people because you know you never know where it will get you so anyway, back to what you were saying, I apologise, I got a bit off-topic there.
3: Yeah, well, like, someone like uh, Hubbard, they started composing, uh, game music since his, like, 30s?
1: <laughs> exactly, there's a bit of a difference between those two, in, in sort of, age, then...
3: But yeah, looking at some of the developers of some of these C64 games, it's some of the C64 titles that produced was the first, like, uh, the, uh, action fighter part. That, that was, that was done by, uh, Core Design, <laughs> who, were uh, better known for the, uh, Tomb Raider series. They're a very famous company. Not really, you don't really hear from them now, apart from the fact that there was at one point trying to develop a a Streets of Rage three D game.
1: I think everyone tried to develop a Streets of Rage game at some point for Sega during the nineties to early two thousands.
3: But I little to uh credit it, but uh, Design wanted it out, it was going to be released on the uh, Sega Saturn, but Cordesan also wanted it out for the uh, PlayStation and Nintendo 64 just so they can get the money back.
1: Which obviously didn't happen.
3: Well, no, at that point, I don't think Sega wanted their games on uh, party uh, hardware apart from PC.
1: True, but anyway, uh, Jamie, we're going to have to wrap things up so i guess favorite sega c64 game uh
3: despite, despite how terrible it is i don't mind how terrible like, golden axes are oh, face it they're all pretty mediocre it's just the music that's good
1: yep <laughs> i feel like that's the same with sort of all 8-bit computer games everyone's going to be going no that's my childhood i grew up with those games no take off the uh, like goggles for a bit and you can see the the flaws that a lot of these games have i think zx spectrum is a lot more guilty of it i apologize because i know there are people in my family who may be listening who um adore the zx spectrum but none of the stuff is obviously like you know you can't compare things to like standards nowadays but just none of the stuff is really particularly that enjoyable to play at all and I think
3: um, the same the, with the port- 64. Yeah, some of the parts looked like they can not be handled
1: on the hardware. That's exactly what I thought. It was like, it's, even like the original stuff, the original stuff was a lot better for the 8-bit computers, but it still struggled just because of how limited everything was and the arcade ports were obviously nowhere near as good as the originals and they just sort of it's, they're just not really that enjoyable honestly like obviously you can go back to the nostalgia or you can go back to sort of see you know, what computers were like in the 80s but you're not going to be able to enjoy these like you would say an NES or Master System game nowadays like you know I enjoy NES and Master System games despite not having the console when I was younger but I don't think you could really do the same sort of thing with 8-bit computer games
3: no but you could develop your own games on it at least It's very true, it's very easy to develop your own games for it, obviously.
1: Because of the computer aspect.
3: Yep, so just one quick thing to talk about. It's like like when I was telling you about Outland Europe and not Europa, I always thought that was a typo every time I saw it, but when I gave you the uh, soundtrack, I finally found out that it was uh, released, uh, I think, a couple of years before Europa and it was just like the early prototype of the game
1: why did they release the early prototype is what I want to know That that's quite odd
3: they didn't did release the early prototype it's something that was unleashed ooh spooky but I thought it was a taper I thought it was a taper you know because Europa to Europe
1: yeah obviously they're very similar names which is what I assumed as well which is why I wrote on the um, list Outrun Europa early version instead of Outrun Europe
3: yeah and a lot of people apparently c- c- on this page was people claimed that they had the game and I thought oh I, even I uh, got a, uh, the tape image of it but no it's Europe everyone's got
1: yeah some people just lie to get attention on the internet all a bunch of liars but anyway Jamie, like you. yeah that's exactly what I do but anyway Jamie thank you so much for coming on the show is there any sort of final things you'd like to say before I back to chill out
3: uh, I'll just go back to the chill out.
1: Okay, that's slightly less dramatic than normal. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay, anyway, see you later, Jamie. See ya. And that was Jamie64326, who obviously requested this episode of the Topical Resort. And now we're going to be getting into the Toppy Mix. For so those you who don't know, the Toppy Mix is a segment where I take a Sega track which doesn't relate to the topic of the episode. A remix which relates to the topic of the episode and a non-Sega track which doesn't relate to the topic of the episode and I put them all into one music block. So originally I had something different planned, but um, a few hours ago a new Sonic Forces track dropped and um, obviously it's an off-topic next week. I I, I now need to check... Yeah, it's an off-topic next week, but um, we're going to be doing something a bit different for next week's off-topic. So I'm actually going to be playing you the new Sonic Forces song now and then we'll have our remix and our non-Sega track. So... Kicking off the Toppy Mix block, this is the uh, piano version of Fistbump, new re- newly released on the Sonic Official YouTube, right here on Radio Sega.
2: Let's get scratching
0: Mix.
1: And for one last time, welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What we just heard there was the Toppy Mix Block, and from Ron Hubbard from the C64, that was last V8. That was actually requested by Electric... no it wasn't, it was requested by I Need Fruit on the Twitter. For those who don't know, I Need Fruit for some reason, he's the host of Radio Sega's Club Sega, which hasn't been on for almost, in fact, over a year now, which is a shame because it's a really great show and we hope it one day comes back. And he requested that, and he also requested a track that we're about to play you at the end of the show, in just a moment. But before that, was from 1UP, that was the Lemmings Dig This OC Remix, a remix of the Commodore 64 version of Lemmings. Um, We were having a conversation about Lemmings in the Discord. Um, Obviously, Lemmings went to be sold to Sony, who then did nothing with the franchise. And, um, the, the game was originally made by DMA, and, um, DMA... You know, never went on to do anything again. Actually, that's a lie. They went on to become um, a pretty small company. They haven't really done much nowadays. They, be- they became, um, I don't know if you call them, a company called uh, Rockstar. Rockstar Games, you know. They made this thing called Grand Theft Auto. I'm not really sure if you've heard of it. You know, it's a pretty small game, but I think it's a pretty fun game. Yeah, of course, obviously joking. Um, They went from one Juggernaut franchise to another Juggernaut franchise to the GTA franchise, obviously, and have made a ton of stuff since then. But yeah, it's just quite funny that they um, had like two massive franchises at two different periods of time. But first of all, starting off the block was from Sonic Forces. That was a um, piano rendition of Fistbump, which was just released by the official uh, Sonic account, meaning it, it wasn't a remix, it was official, you don't question my authority on this one it was a sega track it does count yes uh aside from that we got a um, few tracks here oh no i forgot thank you for reminding me rexy <laughs> i completely forgot um uh, this is a bit messy isn't it yeah yes it is viper yes um tr- when did you link it Um, did you did you ever send it to me, Rexy? I feel like you probably did. I just forgot where I put it. Actually, I remember where it was. You put it in here. That's where it is. Okay, let's reimport that, and then we'll get it on for you. Apologies, I need to concentrate while I quickly put this in here. Um, put that there. Ooh, track import, yeah, we'll do that. Um, I, I completely forgot about this, it's just completely slipped past my head. It's because I was too busy eating dinner instead of actually preparing my show like a good boy. Um, yeah, okay, that's good. Um, yeah, okay. There we go, so uh, we're going to play you now something, um, we're going to play you something that Rexy wants me to play you, so um, we'll be back in just a second and we'll be fully finishing off the show properly, I swear, I apologise for the roughness of the show, it will it will get better eventually, but for now, um, let's actually find it first, oh dear, I can't find it now, that's a bit of a worry, um, is it tagged? It's now the moment where I check that if it's tagged or not. Oh dear. Uh, no, it's not. Ah, I should have checked that before I opened it. Actually, will it come up here? Yeah, okay, well, apologies. Uh, So, we're going to play you a promo made by Rexy, who wants me to play this, and I'll be back in just a second. I apologize for (laughs) for all this chaos, but we'll be back.
4: search us on for the Radio Sega Fan Choice Remix of the Year 2017. On Sega Mixer Drive, four different seasonal polls will be available this awesome for fans of the station to have a say on their favorite 10 new remixes per poll. The overall highest voted track in each poll will automatically become a fan choice remix candidate. To have a say, simply fill out the form at Spring. The form will close on the 20th of October at 9pm UK time. For a reminder, these are the tracks available to vote on in the Spring selection. First up is EZXP, giving us the ever so rockin' Sonic the Hedgehog medley. Funny gospel coverage from his The Street CP2, leading off Alien Power. More Mega put his Eternal Engine on the show map with his rock cover of On the Edge. More Donnie, more Street of 2, and the classic as well, Slow Moon. Draco and Hack Junkers turn East Knuckles into the night, who dreams of summer. Rook started suicide in a Persona 5 invasion, taking his fans to the Other Planetarium. Bob KTA did a remix of his Street CP. Wherever he goes, he gotta go skate! Mike's got three Echo 2 mixes aired during the spring. First off, his take on Salt Zone. Mush felt the driving bass in that cave ambience and sent us all to the Mystic Funk Zone. Dax re-approached a classic and gave us all a magical sound shower re-remix. The second of Michael's echo tunes here took us into the depths of the Maury Abyss. Jay gave us some Sega Love on Cycross Volume 1 with this cover of Toxic Caves. Camel Jules gave us the first remix of this Persona 5 vocal track, Life Will Change. Jim and Jay gave us a European beats with his dance remix of Starlight Zone. David KBD gave us Rock to a keyboard as he did his Sonic & Knuckles final medley. The last charge of Micah and his echo remix brigade in the set, Convergence. More Rukinetsu, more Persona 5. Those retro Sims had their last surprise chips. I did want surfing with Joe Musashi, only to stumble into the wrath of the whirlwind. A Persona 5 collab between Insane Lorraine in Music and Adriana Figueroa, like surprise. And the other collab between Insane Lorraine in Music and Adriana Figueroa, beneath the mask. KTA mixed two Persona 5 vocal tracks together and gave them some ambush vibes. The second arrangement of this Persona 5 tune had little bees singing it. Life will change. Carl even knew whatever Sonic 3D score he covered, The Grove is always greener. Here's the third cover of this Persona 5 tune from Insane the music. Life will change. He got his old TV mixed dating with the sounds of a Sonic Stadium classic, The Madness. Dark Eco took advantage of the lemon's ability and sent them to an extinction party. Mr. B got a pure flaky salvage from Sonic Freeze Panic Profit Zone, the healthy animal And to round the list off, Marcus Solo Ever rocked the metal guts out of Flying Battery Zone. <laughs>
1: And with that in mind, it is now officially time to end the show. I apologise just how sort of over, all over the place the show has been today. I'm actually in the middle of preparing. Because for those of you who will be at tomorrow's Western Supersonic, you'll be able to see me there. Uh, I'll probably be wearing something radio saying, no, I am not Simon, I am not behind the booth. So uh, don't approach me saying, hey, you Viper, because he is a much nicer person than me. Of course. Um, but anyway, um, aside from that, the next episode... Um, obviously, it's off-topic because it's the end of the month. However, there's a slight twist. Yes, because since it's Halloween, we're obviously going to have an obligatory Halloween episode. However, we'll still be doing a news roundup, but all our music will be based around the holiday, of course. So, until then, I have been your host, Viper, and unfortunately, I don't have time to play your request, Electric Boogaloo. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> send it in next week, and I will play it for you, I really promised. Yeah, but... um. Anyway, it is time to end off with another request from I Need Fruit, because he requested this one before he requested the other track. So, I believe this was also requested by someone else, but I cannot remember who it was. I apologise to you. So, I'm going to end you off with an absolute classic track. Turn it up and get down, all that sort of stuff. I'm going to end you with... Well, we're going to send you off with Turbo Outrun, the Commodore 64 version. This is Magical Sound Shower. I've been Green Vaporate. I will see you guys next week, or maybe see you tomorrow. And, as always, stay topical.